Welcome to Triangle 411, the pulse that moves the Triangle world today. It's a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, what's trending, social good, events, and boundless other adventures. A conversation pit of comedians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsbrucker. Hi, friends. We will be covering a lot of subjects today regarding service to others. It's so important. In particular, we will be visiting the art of fundraising for worthy causes. You know, it comes in all shapes and sizes, and if you haven't already, perhaps one day you will find yourself in the position where you wear the hat that garners funds for a particular cause. Whether that cause be related to your school, your church, or one of the many worthy charities where you volunteer. Today we are talking to fundraiser extraordinaire Linda Kraft. Linda has been sharing the American Red Cross Gala fundraiser, and, and that's a biggie. She's been doing it for the past nine years, so she has a little bit of expertise in this area to be sure. And she is here to give us some great tips on fundraising to help you out and your future goals, as well as tell us about the exciting 2023 American Red Cross Gala. Welcome, Linda. Well, thank you, Mary. Glad to be here. So first, let's share some information about the American Red Cross. You know, I think when most people think about the Red Cross, they think about military and maybe blood. And that's certainly where, where I was at. So here, let me just give you some interesting numbers about the Red Cross that most people probably would have no idea what they do in a day. But every day, the Red Cross provides nearly 1,500 emergency communications to military veterans and their families. And every day, the Red Cross needs to collect about 12,000 blood donations and nearly 3,000 platelet donations. And this is every single day they have to do that. And the reason they need so much blood is that one out of seven people in a hospital are going to need a blood transfusion. So when people give blood to the Red Cross, they truly are saving lives. And then more than 170 times a day, and I thought I was a busy person, but when I look at what they do, it's like, oh, my gosh, um, the Red Cross helps families affected by home fires. And so that's, I mean, that's a lot of fires that, you know, people don't even realize that the Red Cross is involved in. And then in the amount of time that you and I have been talking here, probably about eight minutes, uh, every eight minutes, a Red Cross volunteer is going to respond to a disaster in the United States. So the Red Cross is really busy saving lives and making a difference in, in every community. Well, you mentioned fires, and you have an interesting story about that as how you first became involved with the organization. Tell us about that. Yeah, when I got a call from um, you know a friend of a friend saying that the Red Cross, the local Red Cross, needed a ball chair, and she thought I would be just perfect. And I thought, why me? <laughs> so anyway, she asked that I meet with the Red Cross, and this is where I learned a lot about these statistics, and the one that really got my attention was, was the home fires. But I met with them, learned about it, and uh, decided I was going to step away and think about it because it's a big commitment. And my husband and I were buying a home at the beach, 
And so I left that meeting on Thursday, went to the beach on Friday to close on our home. And our furniture was going to be arriving the next day. It was a you know new construction. And so we are sleeping in our bedroom on the top floor of a condominium that we purchased. And all of a sudden, I wake up and I see this bright light coming in my window. And I thought, what in the world? So I walked to the window and I looked out and there was a huge fire right across the street. And I'm watching these blazes blaze high enough to come to the top level of my building. Well, not on my building, but across the street. And as I'm looking out the window, seeing that fire and the horror of just watching somebody, you know, in that situation, I see a fire truck pull up and then another fire truck. And then there's the Red Cross right behind them. And that Red Cross vehicle parked outside of my parking lot all weekend. And so I watch people go in and out and get blankets and shoes and clothing and water and food. Um, people that had lost their home and were displaced as well as the firemen themselves coming to get refreshed. And I just looked out the window thinking, okay, God, if, I think you sent me a pretty clear sign. You want me to get involved with the Red Cross. So I'm going to, I'm going to call them on Monday and say, count me in. <laughs> yeah. You can't miss that sign. Some of them are hidden, but that sure was like right there, right there. So that's good. And I know the uh, Red Cross is very happy that you uh, answered that calling. So, and it's kind of interesting because I know you do real estate and so you're always um, helping people transition into new homes. And now through your volunteer efforts with the Red Cross, you're aiding people displaced from their homes by fires and et cetera. So I thought that was very cool. Now, having been asked to chair the gala for nine years, you must have extraordinary talents when it comes to securing financial support for charities. Would you please share with our audience maybe your top 10 tips for successful fundraising? Oh, well, first of all, thank you for your confidence. I've been working nine years, but I don't know if I'm an expert at all, but mm. certainly we'll try to help. Um you know, I think one of the things to keep in mind is we're trying to raise money for a charity. And if it's the first time that anyone has ever thought about doing a gala or a ball or any kind of fundraiser, um, you really need a committee. I mean, you just can't do it by yourself. So it's not just me. It's a group of wonderful people that are going to do the things that I share with you. I also think it's really important to attend other balls or galas or fundraisers in your area to see what everyone else is doing because that lets you know what your audience is going to expect, you know, what is normal and what their expectation might be. And then, of course, hopefully you'll do something even better. But I also think getting a really clear mindset on what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And for me, when I look at our gala, I know that I want to raise money for an amazing cause, the Red Cross. But I also know that in order to raise money, I've got to make sure that my guests have an incredible time. Because if they don't, they're not going to come back the next year and bring their friends. And so, you know, with that mindset of how can we raise money and how can we make sure that everybody leaves with a really good time, you start putting together what you want it to look like. And for us on the Red Cross Ball Committee, when we get together, we first start to think about what do we want our theme for the year to be. And this year's theme is lighting the way. And so around that theme, our marketing collateral, our decorations, we have a lot of lights, a lot of candles. We try to bring that all into it and we make it different every year so it's not the same old, same old every time you walk in the door. And then the other thing that's really important is a good venue. Um, you know, getting that venue secured early because they do book up sometimes a year in advance 
And before you schedule any kind of uh, an event, make sure you've checked the competition to see who else might be scheduled at the same time. If you know that you have a really big uh, event that is a huge draw, you wouldn't want to be on the same weekend. So just really watching that calendar, watching holidays for us. We have to watch ACC basketball because uh, people would rather go to a playoff game maybe than to a, a nice gala. And then so really securing that. And then, you know, lots of decisions. You know, what do you want it to look like? Do you want a band? Do you want a DJ? Do you want dancing? Do you want a keynote speaker that does something motivational? Those are all things that create the fun um, and, um, you know, sort of expectation. Like everyone knows when they come to the Red Cross Ball, they're going to dance and they're going to have some fun. What, what do you want? How do you want to raise money? So what are your sponsorship levels? Who are you going to go after? How are you, your promotional package or what they're going to get for the sponsorship? You put all that together up front and before you start knocking on doors. And so you're looking for a sponsorship. You're looking for raffle items, both um, your live auction, your silent auction, you know, all of those things need to be gathered in. We usually have about 200 auction items um, at every one of our events. So those are some of the ways that we make money is sponsorship and and auction item sales and raffling and um and then the other thing I'll say is if it's if it's a charity that has a board, get your board involved that is really really important uh Our board at the American Red Cross uh does substantial donations both with their company sponsoring and bringing auction items in, so it really is all hands on deck trying to help the the ball to be very successful or the gala and you know, it's it's the biggest fundraiser that we have locally, so it's a really important event, and it takes a lot of planning and a lot of hands, a lot of volunteers, a lot of decisions to make, you know, on food, are you going to have a buffet, are you going to have wine and beer or open bar, are you going to serve champagne when they walk in the door, you know, what do you want your event to look like, and and make sure that whatever you decide, that the people that are coming have a good time so they want to come back again. Wow, you could write a book. <laughs> you, oh, I don't know. Need, you need to put that on paper. I mean, that's a that was a great guide for our audience. So I appreciate that. But you know, you said something at the end there that I think is important with all this. And you know, a lot of the charity fundraising events, you often see videos and testimonials that carry a pretty heavy message, and it's so important to get that message out. But it's also important to keep it fun, and you've got quite a little game planned for people at this 2023 gala. We do. We um, probably about six years ago, we started a game called Heads or Tail, and one of the ball committee members came up with this idea. They saw it again at another gala in another state. And so when folks come in the door, they can buy blinkies, and our blinkies are rings, bracelets, and necklaces. And so they um, purchase them, they put them on for about an hour or more. Everybody is blinking all over the the room. (laughs) And then right before we start the live auction, just to get some energy into the room, we've had dinner and sat for a while, and now we're ready to get some excitement. We do what's called heads or tails. And heads or tail is people will come up if they bought a blinky and they stand on stage and we have a virtual coin that flips and does, you know, the toss and it will land on either heads or tails. So everybody comes up front and they choose whether or not they are going to 
pick heads or tails. And heads, of course, you put your hand on your head. And if you're choosing tails, your hand's on your bottom. So you can imagine have 100, 150 people up there with hands touching different body parts. And the coin flips, and then everybody oohs and ahs over who loses and who. And so the person who loses walks off. And we keep doing that. It doesn't take a real long time, but we keep doing that until we have one person left. And that one person wins an entire bar. It's called Stock the Bar. So when they've walked in the door as they're buying their blinkies, here's this beautiful bar with all kinds of liqueurs and um, glassware and just, I mean, just gorgeous. And that's what they get to take home. So they get to see what they're going to win, and it's fabulous, and it's just a really fun, high-energy game. Everybody's laughing, and, of course, mm-hmm. the person who wins super excited. And how we get the bar, because, you know, that's expensive, and the goal is to make money, you not spend money, is our board members donate the alcohol that goes into the bar. Another donation so we can keep more of the profits after all the, the expenses come out of the, the gala. Mm-hmm. And that's the details, details, details that go with this. Um, thinking about having board members donate or committee members donate the the liquors, like you say, um, because that saves some money that goes toward the cause then. So it's details, 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 and I'm going to say location, location, location. So you are having it at the exciting Union Station. Tell us all about that venue. Boy, I totally agree with you. Location is important in real estate and in events. I mean, people want to come to a nice place, and, and we certainly have moved the, the – um, the fundraiser around the different places. But this year we were super excited about Union Station because it's relatively new in downtown Raleigh. It's really hip and cool, great vibes, lots of light and high ceilings and beautiful architecture and a parking garage close by because when you say downtown, sometimes people are like, oh, I don't want to go downtown. Where am I going to park? But it's real convenient and just a a really nice venue. And, uh, you know, when I was mentioning about select the venue early we actually go out and look at several different places and we consider how much space we're going to need for auction items and service and tables and stage and band and all that and so uh, it's a it's a lot to pick out the right venue that will host a beautiful event but also be something that people want to drive to give folks an idea how the the flow of the evening will go and what what all would be included and then we'll uh we'll talk about how they can get involved well, when they first walk through the door, we always want to have something spectacular. So I'm not going to tell you what we're planning this year because it needs to be a surprise. But just imagine you walk into something uh, just uh, it really makes you feel great immediately. And then they will be able to walk around and look at the different live auction items that are going to be uh, presented later on in the program. They will be able to get into the photo booth and take pictures. Obviously, there'll be alcohol served. It always makes it more fun when people like to dance a little better after they've had a cocktail. So they can have a cocktail. They will have a dinner. And then we have uh, some entertainment, as you mentioned, with some presentations, video presentations about the Red Cross. We have an MC that will always give a nice little testimony about, you know, their their life with the Red Cross. And we play this wonderful heads or tails game and, and start our live auction. The live auction is loud and fun. Um, it's And we've got some great auction items. Such as? Always. Give us an idea of a couple of your uh, highlights there. You know, we find that those people keep coming back to the 
the events that we pull and, and the same people and they bring their friends, as I mentioned earlier. So what we see that sells really well is the Angus Bond wine cellar, vacation destinations. It can be the mountains, the beach, or Las Vegas, or um, some Caribbean cruise, but any anywhere that gives someone a vacation and any kind of experience. People really love to have um, you know, special dinners where someone comes in, a chef, and prepares a dinner for eight in their home, or maybe an experience back behind the scenes at the North Carolina Symphony that other people have never been able to see, or maybe on a television station. People are looking for fun, new things to do. The other thing that does really well is wine packages and um, dinners, and then, of course, alcohol. So we, you know, sell a lot of baskets full of different types of rare bourbons seem to go quite well. So, but yeah, people want to have fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sounds like fun. If people want to check out the auction items before they attend, are they able to, is there a site you can give us where they could go to check those out, be prepared, get their, uh, <laughs> their list going of what they want? Yes, they can. It's not up yet because we're a little, we we'll, you know, the ball, I keep saying ball. I'm so sorry. The gala is April 27th. Okay. So we are uh, getting all the auction items and the silent silent as well as live in, taking photos and putting them into the, the database where people can go and view. So whenever they purchase their ticket, they will be sent a link where they can go in and start previewing all of the items in advance. And that's usually about two weeks before the actual gala begins is when they can start doing that. And I want to point out to, to folks just in case they're not aware, I mean, we've talked about the venue and so forth, but this is a live event, not virtual, like like some of these fundraisers have had to be in the past with the whole COVID situation. So it is live, but are people able to participate any other way if they can't make it there live to bid on auction items? They would have to be able to buy a ticket to be able to actually bid on the auction items. Okay. The, uh, the committee has discussed maybe allowing people to bid on the uh, silent auction items without actually attending the ball. But at this point right now, we are we're still limiting it to the people that actually are at the ball or at least purchase a ticket. Okay, so how do people purchase a ticket? Where do they go? Yeah, really easy. They go to redcross.org forward slash ENC Gala. And that ENC is for Eastern North Carolina. So redcross.org forward slash ENC Gala. And all the proceeds that we raise for the Gala stays locally and helps um, the Red Cross in the Eastern North Carolina area. And do you have a site just in case somebody wants to volunteer for the Red Cross, like a general site for volunteering or perhaps help you next year on the Gala? Yeah, so there actually is. It's, it's again, redcross.org. And then forward slash volunteer today. And so in closing, give us your thoughts on why service to others is so important. Oh, wow. You know, I think for us, service is one of our core values at my company. Because I know that serving others, the reason it's so important is because, one, we are a community of people. We we are, we need to give because we've been given so much. And, you know, when you say that you, you, um, the more you give, the more you get, it's so true. Whenever you sign up to do service, you've come with the mindset of I'm giving, but actually you are given so much more. 
to be able to actually participate with other human beings, building those relationships. If anybody has low self-esteem, the best thing they can do is go sign up to serve somewhere because it boosts your self-esteem to help others. It's an amazing um, human phenomenal that happens that we give and we get more. You know, I've heard that time and time again, and it certainly is true. So, Linda, thank you so much for being here with us today, and good luck with the gala. Thank you. My pleasure. I appreciate your support, Mary. Well, we are out of time, so it is time to high-five and say goodbye. I am Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today's pocket, give generously for the common good.